Hey guys and gals, Tim, and uh, we're reviewing the last portion of the player cards of the Instrument Conspiracy. And I left with Dexter Drake and the Mystics. Also, I'll be going through the handful of new weakness cards, and I know there is one neutral card that came out as well, so bonus. You get a bonus a little bit here at the end here, so... Let's see what Dexter Drake has, and let's see what he has to offer. So, Dexter Drake was already spoiled in the newest book, and I haven't read it yet. I did pick it up a couple months back. I've still have yet, I've read them all, except for The Blood on uh, Balashandor, I guess that's how you pronounce it. I haven't read that one yet. Um, for the novels, I mean, they're all good. I mean, uh, they're very pulpy. I mean, uh, you know... A little bit of the the you know high adventure, fortune and glory kind of like thing, just with a you know sprinkle of crazy Cthulhu action going on in the background. But they're fun reads, quick reads. They're only like a hundred plus pages. So if you actually are on there, I recommend them. I mean they're they're good. So, but uh, we it's just weird how we get Dexter Drake, and it's really early. We got Dexter Drake. I mean it's only, the novel's only like uh, maybe what two three months old, and then we get the conspiracy with another Dexter Drake, just different, you know, signature cards. So, but in either case, I'll review Dexter Drake. He's a magician. He's reading a tome. He's looking fancy with his awesome black cape and white suit and big old dapper top hat. Uh, he's got five willpower, two intellect, three fighting, and two agility. He's a sorcerer. He's a veteran. A veteran of what? Um, I mean, did he fight in the war? I mean, what? Why, why, why is he a veteran? Uh, I don't get it. But, either case, he's uh, six health, eight sanity. Yeah, typical what a, you know, uh, a mystic would be. And his ability is, as a react, during your turn, discard an asset you control. Play an asset with a different title from your hand, reducing its cost by one. So, yeah, I mean, it, when I reviewed this earlier, I kind of dig his uh, ability because you can burn through them spells and you're going to have that empty, you know, spell card just sitting out there. Why not pitch it and give you some use? It's like, it's the same bit to where you have the flashlight, you use all the charges, and then you draw a crypt chill, and then it says, hey, you got to get rid of an asset. Well, what better way to get rid of an asset is then get rid of, a, you know, a dead you know, you know, card. I mean, just sitting out there taking up a slot. It's the same way with this one. So if you actually use it, now now it's even more so. So with him, after you, you burn up all your shriveling or mists of relay and stuff like that, let that sit out there for a second, set yourself up, and save yourself a buck by, you know, uh, playing, you know, uh, another spell. So I like it. So if you draw an Elder Sign, uh, it's plus two. And you may return an asset from your player area to your hand and then draw a card. So his cool ability, even if there's like a de you know a used up spell card asset that's sitting out there, you can bring it, pop it back to your hand and draw another card for it. So I like it. Uh, I, I do like it. So I'm not really too particularly worried about stat line. I mean, honestly, he's got the five willpower. So he, he can go for clues. He can fight. He can run away from enemies, depending on how you build the deck. Um, it's really, I mean... Mystics always have the answers to run for solo. They really do. All right, so his deck size is 30. Uh, Mystic cards is all open. Rogue cards, you can go from 0 to 2. And neutral cards is open everything. So 
and that's why we're starting to see more spell roguey items. Like I was like uh, the obfuscation one. So I really dig that one um, from the last episode. And uh, you're starting to see more spells that are bleeding into rogue. All right. So we had the unique novel uh, signature cards. Now we got the actual true ones from this set. His, he's got two. One weakness and one signature. Uh, showmanship. It's a one-cost asset. It's a talent. It's only for his deck. You can pitch this for either plus one strength, plus one agility, and it gives you a wild. And as a react after an asset enters a play under your control, until the end of the round, you get plus two to each of your skills while resolving a trig ability on that asset. So if you do play out that shriveling, you can actually, for the end of the round, go plus two. On top of that, any of the other bonuses you have. So even if you have the the uh, level one or level three, you know, shriveling, that's just more power to you. It's he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it with style. Yep. So it's cheap too. One it does one. I mean, I can see why too because it, it'll be hard to do that every single time because you have to when you play the asset, you have to use that asset. To get that plus two right off the rip. So at max, at best, you're only going to get it done twice. But for one, uh, it's not going to break the bank. It's not going to hurt you. So I like it. It's good. Oh, now we get to the occult scraps. It's a weakness. It's a zero-cost asset. It cannot be played using a play action. Oh, joy. <laughs> and while it's in your hand, you get minus two willpower. And if it is in play... It's minus one. So this card stinks. Wow. Way to hose yourself. You can't play it during a play action. So, how do you get this card even into your hand? Well, I guess one of the ways to make it discard it. Well, no. No. Because you get to choose what to discard. I mean... Can I be using your play action if it's in your hand minus two? Well, I guess if you have a full complement of cards, I guess you can pitch the occult scraps. Because you can't play it using a play action while it's in your hand. Yeah, it just sits in your hand. Yeah, I guess one way of getting rid of this is just go full eight, and then when you're required to discard, you can get rid of it this way. I'm still getting my head wrapped around this. Wow. Um. How? How would I actually get into play? That's my question. That's just weird. It's like cannot be played using a play action. So how else are you supposed to get this in? I guess through other card means. I guess. Like a traditional play a card action, it would have to be. I would imagine they have to combo off of another card to allow you to do that. It's my only guess. And other than that, the only thing I can think of getting rid of this thing is by you go full on. But even then, I bet you I'm wrong on that as well, because I don't think you get to throw away weakness uh, so willy nilly. Because I think that just happened. It was like listening to a playthrough on Mythos Busters, and it was with the the no testy presty. Uh, deck uh, that uh, one of the guys ran through an expert so he has to 
if it's like a random choice, that's one way the card can get rid of. But I don't even think you can get rid of it that way. This card just... I don't like this card. <laughs> it just trims them all the way down to three. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. All right. So we got four new Mystic cards. First one. It feels like this is Dexter Drake's card, man. I mean, it's called the Sword Cane. It's a two-cost asset. It's a one-handed slot. Uh, you can pitch it for a plus one fight. Uh, it's an item. It's a relic. It's a weapon. It's melee. Playing Sword Cane does not provoke attacks of opportunity. That's cool. And then it's react after Sword Cane enters play. Immediately trigger its action ability without paying its cost. Oh, that's fast. Fast as I'll get out. So you can play it. The turn it comes in immediately. Don't even have to burn an action for it. You just do it. All right. I would assume this next bit would be kind of weak. So let's continue on. All right, so if it was just a normal action, exhaust, sword cane. So, all right, so there, right there, you can only do it once. Fight and evade. So you got a choice. And you may use willpower in place of your fight and or, well, it's just or, uh, agility for this attack or evasion attempt. Hmm. So he could hit at five. Or he can run away at five. Assuming he doesn't have the cult scraps in his hand. And it's just a one-time deal. It's not bad. I mean, I I do like it because it it, it definitely feels like you no know, because Dexter Drake's carrying the cane. But what happens if that cane is a sword and he's all quick and caught your enemies off guard? So would I run this? I don't know. Um, the only drawback, and I get it, it's very thematic for what it does. It's the whole exhausting bit. Because that's just a one-time deal, and then you can only use it once a turn. So, I don't know if I would run this. I mean, I really don't. I mean, I mean, it gives you at least a one bit at a five, but no pumping on the damage. I, I would imagine I'd probably gravitate using the evade one more often than not, unless you're taking out rats or something like that, any little low-hanging fruit enemies or somebody else has whittled away, so... Sword Cane, I will move on. Tides of Fate, spell, blessed. It's a one cost asset. Oh, not asset, event, I'm sorry. You can pitch it for a one wild pip. It's fast. Uh, play during any react window or at the start of the round. Replace all the curse tokens in the chaos bag with an equal number of blessed tokens. And at the end of the round, replace all the blessed tokens in the chaos bag with an equal number of curse tokens so it's that one ray of sunshine that you get in your bag if you're overwhelmed with the curse tokens you can make them all bless um solo wise i don't know i honestly think this would probably be falling the wheelhouse a little bit more for multiplayer than solo um it is fast though but i mean unless there's a scenario driven where the, the, you're getting just riddled with chaos tokens in the bag um I, I see more use out of this for multiplayer, you know, for those that are digging into the bag, for sure. But, again, I, I haven't even played the two scenarios yet and see how that's going to play out or see how this is going to come into fruition with uh, the, the other six scenarios for this campaign. So, I think time will tell on that. I mean, just like with any of these Curse Bless tokens and how to manipulate stuff, there might be a needing precedence for this. But if I'm looking at it straight out, 
you know, the way it is. I think this I think this is a little stronger for multiplayer for sure. Alright, next one. Ward of Radiance. It's insight. It's blessed. Wow, insight, huh? So Joe Diamond can get this. Huh. Okay. Uh, this is kind of funny. Alright. Get a mystic card. It's a zero cost event. Uh you can pitch it for one willpower or one agility. It's fast. And were all of these cards fast? Fast, fast, man. No. no. It can be fast. I mean, it takes a turn to play the Sword King, but you can use the ability of Sword King if it comes out of your hand the first turn. So it's pseudo-fast, I guess. All right, so this is fast. Play one investigator at your location draws a non-weakness treachery card. Okay. Reveal five random tokens from the chaos bag. If a bless or an elder sign token is revealed, cancel the treasury card's relation effect. Ooh. Wow. Okay. At least this card, even if you weren't playing this campaign, I mean, they threw the elder sign in there, so you there is another way of canceling a treasury card. I would love to cancel an Ancient Evils. Because that card really stinks. And you can do it with this. If you draw the five. I mean, that's pretty good. And I think the added bonus is if you get the blessing cards in there as well. So, I mean, Joe Diamond rocking out with this card. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. It's crazy good. I like it. I mean... Uh, honestly, this will have more pull in this campaign than anything else, but there could be a need. And if you can manipulate with Elder Signs, unless Father Mateo seals the Elder Sign, and then you cry a little bit. But, yeah. Uh, uh, shabby. Last one. All right, for at least for Mystics. Uh, Promise of Power. That's a skill. It gives you four wild pips. It's practiced, but it's cursed. Oh. After you commit the Promise of Power to a skill test, add one cursed token to the chaos bag. If you cannot, take two horror instead. Okay. That's good. Even with the one minus two in there, you're still a leg up by two, providing you had to draw another token. Um, for four, that's awesome. Honestly, you probably wouldn't want to play this if there is no cursed tokens available to put into the bag. But... Even then, I mean, uh, Mystics does have flavor uh, to, to, or card pull to actually heal some whore, so it's not the end of the world either. Uh, this is a risk-reward card for sure. I mean, I this is still leaning towards positively with, uh, with the players for sure because of this. But it also depends, too, on how many curse tokens are in the bag. I mean... Early on, just to get a plus four right off the rip. Oof, that's great. Mid to late game, this might wane a little bit, though, as I'm talking myself through this card. But I'd still rock it. I mean, hell, it's four wild pips on this thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely run this one, too. I mean, I would wanna, I would run it. But I think this, this one packs a little more punch at a beginning. You know, if you're looking to grab clues or something like that and you didn't draw a miss. So it's one way of getting around it. All right. So we are done with Mystics.
There is one uh, bonus here. It's uh, neutral. It's a zero-cost event. It's tempt fate. It's force and it's blessed and cursed. Uh, you can throw this away for one wild pip. It's fast. You can play during any react window. Add three curse tokens to the chaos bags, and then add three blessed tokens to the chaos bag, and draw a card. So you're just <laughs> it's a fancy way of getting a card. <laughs> Here's three cursed. Uh, here's three blessed. There we go. It all evens out. Oh, sort of. Kind of. Maybe. <laughs> if I'm playing probability, uh, I mean, it's 50-50 right now. But then again, every time you draw one of those symbols, you keep pulling another one from the bag until you draw not one of those symbols. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't know this one. That it's weird. I guess this will be. I'm gonna have to look at this up. So we'll see how this goes. All right. So neutral. Done. It was just the one card. All right. We have three new weaknesses to go in our basic weakness pool. First one is an enemy. Ooh, enemy. Okay, it's an accursed follower. Basic weakness. It's 222. Humanoid. Cultist. Cursed. Spawn. Location furthest from you. Alright, so it's like the the creature that, that, that looks behind you or something like that. I forget what it is. I'm running it in another deck where he does it. You have to put him all the way at the end. Um, if he does get a hold of somebody, it's going to hit for one on one. But He's aloof, so he's just going to point fingers at you like the evil monkey that's in the closet in Stewie Griffin's house. All right, forced at the end of the enemy phase, add plus one curse to the token cast bag. Oh, good God, and he's so far away from you, too, depending on certain scenarios. Oh, this guy is annoying. All he does is he's just going to poke at your chaos bag and make your bag worse Ugh. gross okay you get two of them that's the worst part too there's two of them that are gonna be flying around on that deck all right dread curse basic weakness it's a curse uh revelation you get that this one's just straight out just add five curse tokens to the bag and you're done yeah <laughs> oh so sad. So, so sad. All right. Last one. And this one came out of Arkham Knights 2018, which I did not attend. But one day I would like to. But it's in Minnesota. And I'm in Ohio. And that's a far distance. All right. Day of Reckoning. Basic weakness. End times. Wow, that's a subtitle. End times. That sounds ominous. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on back there, man. I don't know if it was like a volcano blowing up in the background. You got a motley crew. You got a crazy cultist just singing praises. There's light in the background. There's fires. It's just mass hysteria. Dogs and cats living together. All right, Revelation. Attach Day of Reckoning to the current agenda. Then search the chaos bag for the Elder Sign token and seal it. Oh, Wow. And there's no way of getting rid of it. This card, I'm so glad there's only one of them. Wow. 
you know how ticked off players are going to be when you when you get this card and you're in there and some people need that elder sign and i know you're it, it, it's a slow chance of pulling it but i mean man that's just one of those small rays of sunshine that comes out playing this game when you do pull an elder sign and it works for you i mean now this one's just telling you you're you're losing it go ahead and get open up a beer and cry about it because that's all that's gonna happen and this card stinks Especially multiplayer, this is gonna uberly stink, man. People are gonna glare at you. Ugh. Wow. Well, on that note, I'm gonna end it. <laughs> that was. Oh, that made me sad. I shouldn't have went through the weaknesses first and just ended up with the Mystic cards. <laughs> but that'll do it. Alrighty. Thanks, guys and gals, for listening. That'll wrap it up, the Insomuth Conspiracy. I can't wait to play the two. And honestly, I have not even really touched a Dream Eaters, but I take that back. I have been. I've been running... I have been running... Um, what have I been running? Who am I playing with? Oh, I've been running William York, the Gravedigger. I've been uh, going through the waking side of the Dream Eaters campaign. I- I'm doing uh, okay. I mean, I kind of like dig the four campaign bit so far because I'm getting a lot of XPs really, really fast and I can ramp it up. But uh, I really, you know, playing blindly out of the first time, you know, I made a couple screw-ups, honestly. It was going to happen. But I haven't positively won any one of those. I mean, I, I am getting a lot of fat XPs by clearing off the uh, scenarios and stuff, or the uh, locations, and, you know, taking out a chump enemy here and there with Barium Deep, but... Uh, I wouldn't say it's too bad. I mean, I'm going into the final scenario for that one. And I've only taken one physical trauma. Usually, I've been running out of time. Two out of those three, I ran out of time. And I just couldn't get to, to finish it um, because the Agenda Act advanced. So, But that's what I'm going on there. I'm actually putting a kibosh on the, uh, the violinist, uh, Patrice Hathaway, because I... I cannot get her going very well. I did a couple runs with that against, you know, the Forgotten Age, and that was not a good fit at all. I'm like, the more I look at it, it's like, there's no way I'm going to rebound from this thing, and it's just going to inevitably, just, it's just going to be bad for her. So I, she is not the best fit for, for the Forgotten Age. So I will be doing a couple other playthroughs. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet or when, but it, it will happen. But uh, I'm just right now going through the investigator cards. I might do a dry run on the Insmith campaign. Maybe try out Sister Mary and uh, see how she does. So, that's all I got in my world. I'm glad we're in the month of October. So, a lot of spooky things are going to be happening. On the other end of it, I am doing locally at the game shop that I shop at called uh, Immortals, Inc. in Rocky River, Cleveland, Ohio. That's one of the suburbs. Um, we are doing our own little Arkham Knights, uh, event on October 8th, I think it's 18th? It's a Sunday. And, um, we're going to do Call of Cthulhu, the role-playing game. I'm going to run Mansions of Madness. Uh, I might do, uh, the Blob Ate Everythings. I might even go outside, uh, FFG's wheelhouse and then play Cthulhu Death May Die, which is a pretty looking game i mean with all the miniatures stuff like that i mean it's your true amerithrash you know just chuck dice kill things and then teeter on the edge of insanity but get more awesome as the game goes along but it's a fun it's a it's a fun dice chucker for sure i mean it is for what it is 
So we're, we got a few events planned up for that. Um, that's in the clear. Uh, meanwhile, Immortals, I'm still doing the open play uh, where I took my son and we're going through Dunwich. Uh, we just got past the... Uh, oh, what did we get past? Oh, we got past uh, Essex Express. And that's like by far my son's favorite uh, a scenario because he just likes that whole race to the train bit. So he is playing Joe Diamond. And then I have the owner playing... Oh, what's he playing? He is playing Mark Harrigan because... He likes just pulling out big toys. So after our first couple scenarios, he actually threw in a lightning gun. <laughs> I, I, he hasn't used it yet, but he, he, he's he's like a goldfish. He, he likes big, shiny things that does lots of big damage. It just hasn't happened yet. I'm running Jenny Barnes. In Jenny Barnes, I had the worst thing that happened to me. So my random basic uh, weakness is uh, narcolepsy. So I sleep and I have to wait. I have others wake me up. But what's even more funny is I'm searching for Izzy, you know Jenny's lost daughter. It's at the front of the front of the car. Apparently, I heard some passengers <laughs> talk about some girls sitting at the front of the train. I'm like, oh, it could be my long lost sister. And then midst right through it, I fell asleep while you know the train cars are getting sucked up into the portal. I'm like, oh, how thematic is this? I was like, oh, I gotta save my sister. Oh, I fell asleep. Somebody got to wake me up. Like a turn and a half as I went rushing ahead while they were while the other two were trying to deal with cultists and I had to wait for somebody to wake me up. By the time I got to the front of the train, uh, I didn't find her. But I was like, how funny is that for a story? I mean, it is a funny story. Just the, just the way that, that whole thing set up. I mean, I knew I had those cards in there, but it was just at that point in that campaign, it actually did happen. And what funnier way to have it happening on a, on a stalled train that you're making a mad dash to the engine car. But, uh, yeah, so we got that going on. We're still plowing through that. Uh, that's all I got going on at the moment. So, uh, and with that, uh, I'll wrap it up right there. So, if you like what you hear, or don't hear, or say, my God, Tim is awful talking, you can just go ahead and email me. It, uh, take 10 minutes out of your time to berate me at arkhamskids at gmail.com. Alrighty, I will holler at you guys and gals later. Thanks for listening.